0: 12.08 do, 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 do. <laughs> on a beautiful Sunday morning here in downtown Indianapolis. Welcome to our number two of the first day, WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. Go to who's,
1: who's your, your home, home values, you, 2023.com. And also, Terry, that website, Crossroads crossroadscollectivehomes.com. Boy, can you see some neat houses.
0: You sure can. You sure can. By the best people. So do get in touch with our friends there at uh, Crossroads Collective. I'm Terry Stacy. That was Denny Smith. Kylan Talley is here. It is May 21st. I just want to mention, guys, before we go any further, the annual Handlebar Hot Lap returns to Monument Circle for its sixth year on May 23rd yeah. on Tuesday. I think we've got a team here at i I'm uh, part of the team, are Radio you? Uh, I'm going to be your MC. <gasps> oh my gosh. Kristen, Ari, and I will be together. The 32 teams, you're against 32 teams, single elimination, one-on-one races. They start at 1130 right here on Monument Circle. Cool prizes, and uh, it's grueling
1: so wait a minute we used to have lawnmower races on the circle we did remember is it, lawn that yeah. now, is this yeah. lawnmower or is this <laughs> like the riding or pushing yeah. is it tricycles riding. bicycles what do we got
2: no you know the pickled pepler like pickled pedal, uh, oh, pedal the bars the bars yeah rolling bars those okay. big ones that you see on the street sometimes pedal bars those are what's being raced yeah and they're really? vast, riding around the and circle fun
0: i mean the impd the firefighters i mean every lots of teams there's 32 teams but it's office building kind of an office building thing and so it's so much fun you should come and watch Denny, because it, we've got a perfect balcony right here on the fourth floor and you're floor. the
1: mistress of ceremonies you're going to be called Kristen Neri
0: it. takes really does handle it and i'm i'm more the the what do you call it the sidekick i'll be in the Pitts. The is beautiful where I'll be. the
1: beautiful blonde sidekick Add Adding
0: there. In some fun. Kristen yeah. uh, of course, the television voice of the Indiana Pacers and turn four announcer at the Indy five hundred with the IMS Radio Network. So again, that's Tuesday at eleven thirty. Really, this is such a fun week, a fun festive week. It, uh, I know work gets done, but uh it it still is a lot of fun this week and we're lucky to have f- such an event in a city. You well, know, we've got
1: Carb Day, we've got you know the yeah. big festivals. This is used to be a skip day for Speedway High School. All the seniors that oh, were really? graduating. Oh, we would do everything. I, I chickened out at the last at, minute. For Carb
0: Day? For Carb Sunday? Day. I was
1: going to go and wow. I chickened out. I, I you know, know. There,
0: it's 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 to be experienced, folks. It yeah. is to be experienced. It's uh, something like you've never seen before if you've never been to a Carb Day. Uh, the parade will be on Saturday, and it sounds like weather's going to be just perfect. And I know that's a little ways to look ahead, but it does sound like it's going to be a beautiful Saturday and Sunday. We've got mostly dry, uh, t- dry uh, skies and and warmer temperatures we may have a front come through later in the week but that's going to cool things down a bit so it looks like maybe high of 80 for the parade Won't and we will be, be doing one. the parade Denny Oh we,
1: we will Pat Home Sullivan, garden Pat Sullivan yep. Denny Smith uh, Terry Lynn will be there and Allison and, uh, Allison. and uh, the only thing we're going to be missing is Kai Kai's not going to be uh the floor, the floor general for us. I
0: so. no. <laughs> I'll be around, though. But we right. are grateful to our friends in American Standard for per, uh, presenting this for us, and we will have the best time on Saturday beginning at 9 a.m. Parade's about 11, 30, 12 o'clock is when it kicks you know off. Know
1: That's a bunch of independent people, and they all yeah. stepped up for us. Marshall Mechanical, Family Heating and Air in the Indianapolis, best. B&W, Reinhardt Heating and Cooling, uh, Absolute Comfort out of Lapel, Indiana, and even Kirby Heating and Air Conditioning in Pittsburgh. They all stepped up and said... You guys got to do this. So
0: So we're really grateful. Our 500 parade broadcast uh, next Saturday, again, brought to you by your Central Indiana independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. So looking forward to next Saturday. Lots to look forward to. And again, the weather should be pretty good. Perfect day for qualifying today. It's Armed Forces Day at the track.
1: You're going out there.
0: Going out there just as soon as we're done. Uh, Qualifying for the top 12 begins at 2 o'clock today and free entry for all military personnel with a valid ID. Uh, Coming up, oh, I did want to mention the back to work. Oh, yeah, back to work traffic note because this is maybe going to be a little frustrating in the morning uh, and through the week. Their work on the red line. Oh, no. (laughs) Which, you know... Very controversial at this point because it seems like they just started the red line. But along Meridian Street will lead to closures on or after tomorrow. The work on the Meridian Street stations will be between 30th and 38th Street. And during that construction time, traffic will be detoured around those station closures using Central Avenue. So just be aware. Might add a little extra time. Yeah, and if you're you looking for new Matt curse Bear. words,
1: go to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Look under slang, yeah, and you will learn some new words that you can (laughs) use tomorrow.
0: The very best Matt Bear will help you through that rush hour traffic tomorrow morning and tomorrow evening. He starts at 6 o'clock right here on 93 WIBC. Uh, We'll take a quick break. Thanks for joining us here on the first day. 72 degrees and sunny skies. 93 WIBC.
2: 1216 on 93 WIBC. It's the first day with Terry Stacy. I'm Kylan Talley. Denny Smith's here with us. Today is National Take Your Parents to the Playground. <laughs> go enjoy the beautiful sunny day out, or you can head over to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Check out the museum, check out the track. Practice has just started. You can go see some fun, wonderful cars speeding around, or you can go check out the different memorabilia. Denny Smith did so, and here's his adventure.
1: Joining me now is Scott Fitzgerald, who's a very successful sports memorabilia collector who's located right here in Indianapolis, just off of East 56th Street. Do you remember your first race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Well, you probably have an old ticket, an old program, maybe a pit pass or something you think might have some value. Maybe somebody has left you something, you've inherited it, and you don't know what to do with it or what its value is. Well, Scott Fitzgerald has made a business out of race memorabilia, as well as other sports memorabilia. And he's agreed to give us some perspective on all of our memorabilia. So, Scott, welcome to the first day.
3: Thanks, Jenny. I appreciate you having me.
1: Scott, how in the world did you get into the sports memorabilia business?
3: You know, it started as a young child. You know, I uh, somehow was attracted to the Cincinnati Reds and I started collecting baseball cards. I had a paper route. Every dime I got, I went and bought baseball cards. And then uh, I developed a passion for for basketball in Indiana at all levels, particularly high school basketball. And I just amassed probably a million cards by the time I was in high school. And also, I I would always go and get the the latest yearbook, you know, all the publications that had predictions for each sport. So I just kind of started that way, and it just kept growing.
1: Good for you. You know, the Indy 500 is clearly one of the premier automobile races in the world today, and it has this rich history of things that people collect. Give us an idea of the race things that you think might have some value
3: most collectors have a list of pit badges, tickets, and programs, and they try to complete the entire run of them. You know, the ones that are probably 1940s present are, are not too difficult to obtain. Uh, you know, earlier than that, they get to be pretty rare. There, the, the value goes up considerably because they're a lot harder to get. So you got those collectors and you got other collectors that are, you know, looking for rare, you know, items that it might be even one of a kind item, something that was at the track and there was only one of them, or they want fire suits or helmets from a driver that, so, you know, may be a one of a kind item. That's
1: cool. Now you're in the business. But do you have items that you collect personally, or is everything for sale?
3: No, you know it is hard to be a dealer and not sell something when somebody says, "Hey, I'll give you this for it." You know, basically, that I don't want to sell it price. So what I found is, is that you know, I just leave my personal collection at home, out of sight. That way, I'm not <laughs>
1: selling. That's that's good. You know, out of sight, out of mind, and nobody's going to see it. That's pretty yep. good. Has there been an increase in interest for race memorabilia, or is it just a stable market?
3: You know, I think it's been an increase. You know, I, I set up, a, you know, one of the things I do as a, a side thing is set up at different shows throughout the year, and there's a, a great memorabilia show in Plainfield uh, every year, the week of the race. And, you know, I've set up that show for probably 20 years plus, and to me, it seems like the crowd is getting bigger every year. And, you know, based on sales, I'd say that there's no waning you know, of collectors looking to buy things.
1: If someone has something that a driver gave them, or you, for instance, if you get a driver's personal item or, or an item from a race car, you know, something specific, how do you verify provenance? How do you know that it really is what they say it is?
3: First thing I would do is, I, you know, I'd ask a letter from the driver. If I got it personally, I would get a, you know, a letter from the driver. Uh, you know, somebody brought something to me and said, hey, take a look at this. I would say, number one, do you have a letter from the driver? Do you have a photo with the driver when he gave you the item? Then I would look at tagging. If it was a uniform, make sure the tagging is correct. And then I would measure it to make sure the sizes were correct. And then I would go through and, you know, archives and photographs to try to match it up. Uh, and if it doesn't, uh, I can't find one of those things. then you know, just you have to kind of go off of just, you know, educated guess what you think, hey, this really is. And sometimes, yeah, things aren't what they are projected to be.
1: Do you ever get a signed helmet, a driver's suit or clothing like Michael Jordan game worn jerseys? And how do you put a it, price on stuff like that?
3: Yeah, you know, I've had once well, sold several helmets, fire suits, game used items over the years. Even had a pair of Michael Jordan shoes. You know, the first thing I do is, is, if I don't know what the price is, I'll search past auction sites for past sales. And I'll look at a 20-year history and, again, putting more weight on the you know last three years of sales for that, that item. And if I can't find that exact item for that athlete, then what I'll do is I'll find comparable athletes compared to that sometimes you know not it can be so rare you just have to go with with a you know educated uh, guess you know and really to maximize return on anything provenance is you know definitely the key you know the more backed up the frost and you have then the greater value you're going to realize on that item
1: this jewelry the pit passes and whatnot i can remember my father having passes like this I happened to give them to a good friend that, that you know, Bill. I just we the family didn't want to lose them, and we didn't want to sell them. We wanted to give them to somebody who really appreciated them. What does somebody do if they've got old memorabilia? What would you suggest they do? How do they find a value for it?
3: Yeah, you, know, you can go to you know different places that kind of get value. I mean, eBay is most common where people go and look at uh, sold prices to kind of see what recent sales are for that item. There's also a website called WorkPoint and that's a subscription site, and that'll give you basically 20 years history, and you. And, uh, you know, look at all their inventories, look at sales not just from eBay, but also all the major auction houses.
1: Scott Fitzgerald from Vintage Indie Sports, 2803 East 56th Street is joining us right now. Scott, where is that store exactly, and how can people learn more about sports memorabilia markets?
3: located two blocks east of Keystone on 56th Street near Broad Ripple.
1: Okay, easy yes. enough. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a big auction coming up. Where is that going to be, and what all is going to be in it?
3: At yeah, Ripley Auctions here near Broad Ripple. It's on 55th Place. It's on the 25th, starts at 10 o'clock. We have some unique, one of the kind of items, you know, one of the items we have is a pair of cufflinks from James Allison, one of the founders of the Speedway, and founders' items are very rare to find. Uh, other items we have, we have several pennants, and actually one from 1911, uh, the first race, which is very, very rare. So we have several very old pennants, and then we also have a lot of original artwork that's from some of the most renowned artists that have ever done racing portraits and paintings and, and drawings, and uh, very excited about that. I mean, we got something to go back quite a ways.
1: Do they put reserves? on these items? For instance, if you have a Leroy Neiman, uh, if you have uh, these cufflinks, is there a reserve on these items?
3: You know, sometimes there is, if it makes sense to put a reserve on it. We don't like, uh, you know, putting reserves on it because, again, that kind of detracts from the bidders. You know, if they know there's a reserve, then uh, they might not bid. But, you know, if something's a reasonable reserve and it makes sense, then, yeah, we'll put a reserve on it. But we have very few reserves.
1: Where would you sell if you had to sell something fairly quickly and you knew it was of value? Do you go to your oh, network of people and say, look, this is it. I got a cash flow problem. I want to move this item. If you need to move something, where do you go?
3: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've I've got a uh, large database of clients that I've, you know, amassed over the last 30 years and uh, have something of significant value and I need to raise cash. You know, I know who the handful of people are that are likely to buy that. So I will reach out to them first.
1: Scott Fitzgerald's joining us here. Okay, one last question. What's, what's the most exciting piece you've ever
3: acquired? Probably the Michael Jordan shoes. You know, they were you know, pretty exciting. I mean, it's not every day that you get to hold a pair of shoes in your hands from the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, Scott, thanks for joining us one more time. Let's tell folks where you are. It's Vintage Indie Sports. How can they find you?
3: At 2803 East 56th Street or online at vintageindiesports.com.
1: You're the best, Scott. Thanks for joining us here on the first day, buddy.
3: Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it very much.
1: Oh boy! That's Can really you, cool. That really is cool because it were is. back in the early 1900s when all this took place, Terry.
0: I think it's really cool. It's a great conversation because I do love collectibles, and I have badges. I have a lot of badges that I've collected over the year, over the years. My first badge came from Dave the King Wilson, who told me that every big race fan should have the badge from the year they were born from
1: the year they were born
0: and uh so i have a 1962 badge and that's kind of fun i, I just i've so i i'm a kind Wait a of a minute hoarder. i thought
1: you were a millennial
0: i oh, you were born in 62
1: yeah. no way 62
0: yeah so i have i have a a 1962 badge from Dave the King Wilson but i collect and save everything everything so many good memories, and that's what those are for. Those are those are these things I collect are about the memories that I have.
1: You know what's funny? I collected all all this old Boy Scout stuff. I got patches from all over the United States and from jamborees and stuff.
0: Yeah, they're and, cool. They have a. Yeah. Have you ever been to the actual? They I, have a show I at been. the fairgrounds I have with all the scouts' memorabilia. I don't know what
1: to do with. Them. I mean, I've got them in bags. I know. Bags is, but I don't know what to do with it either. I think, I think you said it right. We become hoarders in our own. Life. I
0: know it, but you just can't help it. I'm starting to look at some of that stuff, Kaitlyn. You. Tell me when we need to take a break because we've got uh, a really great guest coming up in the next I'm half hour. I'm so excited
2: to talk with so him. So just let
0: me know. But the, the Holman family, the Holman George family, every Christmas, once I became a part of the media, um, they would send at Christmas, they would send you a beautiful crystal that had the name of the oh. winners from the race from and also from the Brickyard. So you'd have those. And, and it was just in, in F1 at that time. And I think we did some motorcycle racing here at one time. You know, it was but a
1: community event. Beautiful
0: crystal pieces.
1: Yeah, Indianapolis Motor Speedway was part of the community. Clarence Cagle, I'm pretty sure, went to our church when I was a kid. And uh, he was a superintendent uh, there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Tony Holman didn't. He came in from Terre Haute. But... The family's been a part of uh, the Speedway area forever. Lots of wonderful stories from the IMF. Absolutely.
0: Just some really cool stuff. So it is a month of May and we're loving every minute we get with it. We got
1: sunshine today. 72
0: degrees now. It's getting warmer by the second. Not going to be too, too terribly warm today. About 80 degrees. That wind has died down. So the drivers will like that a little bit better than yesterday. But this is a really become a fun day again out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Who
1: was the first driver you met? You, you have met a lot of drivers. Terry. I worked
0: for a race team. I used to make extra money by working out at um, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the press box and also for different, for like champion spark plugs, and I'd work there different suites. But the fir- I worked for a, a race team, Mann Motorsports, and um, Gary Bettenhausen was a driver. Oh boy. Uh, John Paul Jr. Um, he was just, uh, John... had, I had the best experience because I learned so much from them. Um, What was the other driver's name? Steve? Oh, gosh. See, my brain isn't as good as it used to be.
1: Well, when you're born Uh, in 82, that's what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, Johnny Rutherford is another one that I met early on. Uh, But Gary Bettenhausen really showed me the track. And showed me everything that little hidden corners and told great stories. Gary Bettenhausen was in a, obviously from the Bettenhausen family. In
1: Monrovia, Indiana. That's yeah. where they were all from down south. Just,
0: just the most down to earth people and loved every minute of it. But yeah, that was my first driver that I got to actually have. You, a lot of mechanics. Um, uh, smoke, what was the guy's Oh my gosh. I'm I remember, forgetting names. Smokey, what was his name? Smokey. Isn't
1: that funny? Oh,
0: just one of the legends out there. Oh, I'm having a terrible moment. Of I used had to, a lot, of, sleep a lot of the
1: drivers used to come to our grade schools uh, in the 50s. Isn't that cool? It you was still really good. Dwayne Carter would come, and uh, and then I remember Parnelli came one year. Jim Herda and they were just a part of the community. And it was really fun to be a kid growing up in the 60s.
0: Sure day. was. It right. really was. It is 12:26. Kylan, you want ready to do it? Yeah, let's do. Tell some us who's coming
2: up. Uh, well coming up we have Gavin who is the winner of the regional Scripps spelling bee yeah and he will be heading to DC next Sunday so I know grader. he'll be missing out on the 8500 but he'll be doing something bigger he'll be competing in the national competition over there in DC and so he'll be talking to us about his trip and and answering some other questions because cool. for me, in my generation, we love our autocorrect on our phone, and so spelling is not not yeah. the thing anymore. Yeah. So it'll be fun to talk with him. Just in general. I agree. Some quick trending stories. Please. Before we get into the Fox News, a newscast, um, Mike Pence just announced that he will be attending the Indy 500, as he does. Some other announcements for Indy 500, if you've missed it, we have, of course, Jewel, who will be singing the national anthem. That was announced yesterday, right? <laughs> I'm so excited. She's terrific. Yeah, she's and good. And then the Indy 500 Grand Marshal, the one who tells all the race car drivers to go to their cars is going to be Stephanie Beatrice. She's an actress known for both Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a TV series, and then she also voiced Mirabel Madrigal in Encanto, and that's who I knew her from. Yeah, I, not a name that I knew though.
1: It wasn't a name I knew, but the voice I knew immediately because I liked that. Span- it was a mm-hmm. Spanish show about a girl growing up and learning to sing, and everything. It was a great little show.
2: Encanto is a very fun Disney Isn't movie it, in general, and Madrigal, oh, I love it in general. And so that's what got me was knowing that she was the Encanto voice actress. I wanted to. One just of go these meet days we're gonna have to that. figure
1: out how they choose the the Grand Marshal and the festival, and oh, how, how do they know. do that? I, I don't agree.
0: know. But am I am I dreaming when I remember when they invited? Donald Trump to drive the pace car, and the city went crazy and, and said, he, "No, please, no, not this huh. is when now, he was Mike doing Furnish the show." Mike Furnish told me
1: that he was, but he did not come to drive it at come that point. To drive,
0: yeah. yeah. They, but the, I, I, if I remember correctly, the city at that point said, "We would, well, why would you pick Donald Trump to drive the pace car?" This is when he was just, you know, a millionaire and, and hosted mm-hmm. the television show. Here's a,
1: a little-known thing: the, when uh, Eldon Palmer drove the pace car and he lost control and he ran into the stands, and there was it was a terrible accident. John Glenn, uh, Senator John Glenn, third man in space, right. was in the back seat of that car. Oh, just, is that right? Mike Furnish told me that when I was in the basement of the. Didn't know that. Furnish knows a lot. These people it's that do cool these guides the guiding stories. it, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they know their stuff.
2: Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They, they absolutely do. And I can't wait to hear how Gavin knows his stuff. Oh boy, coming up next. We'll have coming to up.
1: Test, we'll have to test him with some spelling words.
2: Oh gosh.
1: Oh, poor kid.
2: I oh. know. I wouldn't be able to spell. Him, so as long as you're. Not I don't know how to him. say them. Well, it, well, let's test
1: him with Kylan. Let's see if he can spell <laughs> Kylan. Yes. You know? Can we
2: spell Kylan's name? <laughs>
0: it is um, at twelve twenty-eight. You want to take a break? Let's do it. All right. You're listening to the first day. On ninety-three WIBC. It is twelve thirty-three. Good morning. A little Coldplay for you on this Sunday morning. I believe Coldplay is one of our guests' favorite bands. Seventy-two degrees, sunny skies. Terry, Stacy, Denny Smith,
2: and Kylan Tally. We are joined by Gavin Sigua. He is the seventh grader from Sycamore School. He just won regional spelling bee, uh, scripts spelling bee, and he's going to be moving on to Washington, D.C., May 28th. Woohoo! This, that's a week from today. I know. And we, we have him here to talk about his trip that's coming up. Gavin, welcome to First Day. Yay! Hi. Hi, Gavin. How are you?
4: I'm good today. Well, that's good. I'm so happy
2: to we hear We played Coldplay for you.
4: Is it true that's, that's your cool. favorite? Yeah, it's my favorite band. Yes.
2: Oh, I'm so happy to hear it. Okay, will you first kind of just relive winning that regional competition at IUPUI with us? Just uh, what did it feel like in that moment after spelling that final word? What was your final word?
4: So my final word I had to spell was the championship word. It was connoisseur, oh. a very hmm. hard word. but I, I knew it a lot because our school does spell bowl. Which is a different spelling competition. That's a very frequent word. So, when I heard that word, I knew I had, I could spell it. I could win. And once I spelled it, I felt really relieved that all my work paid off. And I felt really happy that I would be moving on. To oh, the
1: that's so cool. Great. That is so cool. Love
2: it. Congratulations. Uh, all right. So, how do you practice?
1: What do you do? I know I'm, I'm familiar with Sycamore School Spell Bowl because a couple of my grandkids participated in that. That's a little bit grueling, and you you have to know your stuff. But how do you practice? Mm.
4: So for the national, for so for district and regional, there the words, most of the words are from uh, the 4,000 word uh, words of the champions list that they give you. And those are divided in three sections. So I would have my parents just ask me the words and I would spell them. I, I would mark any mistakes to review later. But for the national competition, they only do two rounds of those words and then there could be anything in the dictionary. So instead oh. of trying to like, Figure out all of the words, like study all the words in the dictionary. It's better to like learn the like root words and like the origins to try to figure out the word, even if you don't know. And then they'll also ask some vocabulary words, so you'll also have to look at some definitions every once in a while.
1: I don't think I could do this, Gavin. <laughs> I don't, That's you know, God bless you. Do you do you know yeah. Greek and Latin der- derivatives? Did you practice that or learn that too?
4: Well, so we do that in language arts class at our school, but I also just. Uh, So I have a book of just like a bunch of stems and like origins. So I just look at that every once in a while, just to freshen my memory on how to like spell the words and like what the roots are. Mm -hmm. You
2: mentioned that your parents help you study. Has there been any, but who else has helped you get to this place, to this competition?
4: So our middle school coordinator helped set up the school district and regional spelling bees for me. So I'm really grateful to her. And then also some of my language arts teachers in the past have really helped me grow in spelling. And then my spellbook coach too, another teacher in middle school.
2: And now you're headed to DC of all places. Have you been to DC before?
4: I have been to DC before. Uh, it was a leisure trip, like before COVID, like five years ago, it was really fun. We're actually going there next year as a school trip. Mm.
0: Oh, that'll be fun. Gavin, yeah. do you I understand, do you have a twin sister?
4: I do have a twin sister,
0: and so let me ask you because they say twins are so connected. You know, is she a great speller? Also,
4: not really. He's like, <laughs> I'm. He's like maybe the above average, but she, he's he's not particularly talented. Gavin, can you really spell? Things. Can you, you spell
1: diplomatic? Team. You did a good job, son. You did a good job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny because maybe she has. Maybe there's something she does that you don't particularly like or care about either, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, do you, there are six of you from Indiana that are headed to DC. Will you, do you know them? Will you connect with them? Will you, will you become, I, I don't know what that relationship is like. If you have a relationship at all just yet, when you get to D before you get to DC.
4: So I looked through all the spellers on the website. I don't think I know any of them, but I will try to meet them. Like say hi. Cause like um, there's a great opportunity to make friends there at the national competition. Cause um, we all share like a same common hobby and it's really nice to meet people who also share that same interest as me.
2: Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. A whole little group adventure out there. What exactly is the agenda for this next week or the days leading up to
4: DC? So I'm not particularly sure but uh, because like uh, so the preliminary rounds are on like uh, the second or third day and then the final rounds like later. Because they do a bunch of other activities, like we go to this museum called Planet Word, it's about like linguistics and the origins of languages and things. But I don't know when all that happens.
1: I want to know. Uh, I understand that Ernest Hemingway is one of your favorites. One of my favorite books of all time is *The Old Man and the Sea*, followed closely by *Who Who the For Whom the Bell Tolls*. Have you ever been down to Key West to where he lives?
4: I have not been to Key West. We. I have been to Key Largo. I've only been to Keys once. That's where he we went because uh, it was also for a school trip. It was a really fun school trip.
1: Yeah, you, he was an interesting writer. I was really pleased to see that. What's your favorite subject, son?
4: My favorite subject is history uh, because I w- really love learning about the past and like learning how it connects to today. Our teacher is really, our teacher is really nice and he really cares a lot. And I also do a quiz bowl, so it's like those buzzer competitions. So. <laughs> I I learned a lot of history for that too.
2: That's really cool. You keep a lot of it stored. You are one
1: competitive young man. I don't know. Are you familiar with this sound? Uh, Oh, oh, that's.
0: I think it's. Is it a bell? Is it a buzzer or a bell?
1: Is it a buzzer or a bell? (laughs) The bell is. I think it's the bell that says you successfully spelled the world.
4: Is that word? Is that correct, Gavin? Oh yeah, ding ding. No, I think the bell is. You got it wrong, actually. Oh, so, so. If, they, if you spell it right, they'll just say, that's correct, and then you shut down. Yeah. But if they spell it wrong, they'll just ding you, and then they'll bell. spell mm-hmm. wow.
2: well, it wrong. Spelling is a hard thing, especially in a competition like that. You're put on the spot. You have to just do it right then and there, even if you haven't even heard of the word before. And you do have all of, you either get the bell that you got it wrong or not. So you go through this all. What do you like most about spelling?
4: uh what i like about most about spelling i really like uh just like when you're up there on the competition and like it's really fun to like uh just note like like attempt to spell the word even if you don't know because like Mm -hmm. if you know the word then like you get that sense of good feeling that like you studied for it and now you earn it but if you don't know you still have like a shot that you can try your best and still do it wow and then like once and then once you uh whatever place you get, you know that all your hard work paid off for spelling. Gavin
0: Sigua is with us, 12 years old. He's a Sycamore School 7th grader. He's on his way to Washington, D.C. next week to compete in the 94th Scripps National Spelling Bee, the 31st through June 2nd. There are 231 spellers competing, 6 from Indiana. He's one of them. And uh, I'm curious to know if you are superstitious or if you have uh, you know, good luck charms that you take with yeah.
4: I don't really have many good luck charms. Um for Quiz Bowl, one of our team members does have a good luck charm. It's like this troll that we rub around for our team, but <laughs> wow. I don't really have I don't really have a good luck charm myself.
1: All right. Okay. So uh, my question is, what do you think of voice to text? Have you learned to use voice to text and does it frustrate you when it's misspelling?
4: Um I don't use voice to text that much uh I, for spelling not really at all, but uh because like in class, I don't really use it at all too. Because I I just take notes, but um, voice to, I I don't really use it that
1: much. Good, you don't have to change if you can type fast enough. You don't have to change, but if you don't like to type, you use voice to text, and it can be really frustrating, Gavin. Well, I, spelling has become yeah, this
0: be really this uh, ab- people don't spell like they used no, to. Not at all. It's not necessary because there are so many things that fix and autocorrect, as Kylan mentioned. Kylan, you've got another question for Gavin. Yeah,
2: well, it was right on that. It, for people who have fallen out of spelling and having that practice, what do you suggest to people like that and and how to keep that part of the brain exercised?
4: I, f- I feel like at the end of the day, the easiest way just to keep yourself engaged with words and like using words properly is just to read books because that's where my mom says if you just read books, you'll get so much more vocabulary, and you'll also just learn all these new words, and it's really Aww. and it can really help how you talk. Gavin, how old are you? He's 12. i'm twelve.
1: You know what? Uh, you're pretty smart for a twelve year old kid. You've got it I'm going to put out. you Thank up you. in the twenty two year old. Don't tell your mom and dad that because they want to keep you twelve forever. But you're a pretty smart kid, brother.
0: What are you going to do when you uh, you have you already thinking about a career?
4: Um, no, not yet. Um, I'm, may, I'm maybe leaning towards doctor, uh, uh, being a doctor because that's what my parents are. And in science class, we took this really interesting like the entire year we did just anatomy and physiology, and it was really fun. So I may look into that.
2: It would Good make sense. You. You're super intelligent, Gavin. Congratulations! Real yes, quick, sir. before we let you go, what's the hardest word you've ever had to spell?
4: <laughs> so I can't remember a word exactly, but so um, for the spelling bee, they, the national spelling bee, they they gave you this test that you had to take. So just random words, just to determine um, how difficult the B words are. So some of those words were really difficult, even though they were multiple choice. It was impossible to the for me, it was nearly impossible to discern. Like near the end, like which ones, which would make the difference, and like which was correct. Wow. There's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
2: There's now, a TikTok right now going around for adults. They ask, spell croissant. No, none of them. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, a hard word, too. Them. That's a tough word, too. Uh, All Gavin, right.
1: you're quite a young man. He is, and for everybody who wants to wish
0: him luck, he loves Almond Joys. You know, make sure that he gets a bag of Almond Joys to take with
1: him. <laughs> the kid likes <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, for and crying out cold loud. Cold play
0: and Almond Joy. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Good luck, brother. You take care of yourself and, bring us, and make us proud of you, okay?
2: We'll be watching. Yep, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Gavin. It's such a pleasure talking to you. Have fun in D.C. Kylan, yeah, I'm so
1: glad two. you found him. That What a good kid.
2: He really is a good kid,
0: and we wish him the best, as well as all of the other uh, spellers from Indiana, where there's six mm-hmm. of them total, and they're headed out next week.
2: Yeah, for a Sunday, well, uh, you said, a few-day competition. Yep. But uh, congratulations to all of you and good luck. And good luck, Gavin. I bet
1: that's harder on the parents than it is on oh. the kids. I would be a nervous wreck. You're, a-
2: you're listening to The
0: First Day on 93 WIBC.
2: Birds are singing you by my side. Let's kick off car and go for a ride. Hey.
0: 1248, you're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC.
2: It is a beautiful Sunday. It is a beautiful Sunday.
0: 72 degrees and bright sunny skies. I don't see a cloud in the sky here on Monument Circle. Practice and qualifying. Qualifying starts at two o'clock today, but practice is underway out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You'll get a track report coming up at the top of the hour.
1: Don't forget to go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum if you want to buy things. I got to go back out there, Terry. I lost my checkered flag, my great big Indiana. Oh, you got to. I'm it. going back out there to get one because that's the only place you can get the Indianapolis Motor Speedway logo it on is. the checkered flag.
2: And that's. that's I'm a going cool back get. out. Yeah. it really is. If you have missed any of our previous show, like we talked with the Indianapolis Museum, uh, and. Indian- Indianapolis. Indianapolis like Motor Speedway Museum, the IMS Museum. If you want to hear any of those conversations, go to our podcast. You can just go to WIBC.com, find the first day with Terry Stacy page, and I'll also have a link of it on the Facebook page. Cool. Go go check yeah. it out.
0: I'm so glad Kylan's been posting every show. So if there is somebody you know that said they were on the first day show on WIBC, go back to there and uh, go back to that again, WIBC Can you
1: download from there, for instance, if Gavin Singwau from, uh, from Sycamore, can you, know, you download so a podcast? I think so. That'd be cool. I
2: don't know if it's just from my computer because I have the rights to be able to, but I'm pretty sure you can. And you can copy the link and share it on different platforms. Wonderful. It's all right there. Okay. Uh, Before we get to food news, congratulations are in order. A Marion University
0: Jr. from Indianapolis will serve as the Indianapolis 500 Queen Scholar for 2023. Uh, 500 Festival named uh, Micah Micah Coleman for the honor at Saturday's annual breakfast at the Brickyard. She's pursuing a degree in... In elementary education and actively involved in the school's Mentors for Kids program, serving as the general manager. And she also serves as the president of Kappa Delta Pi, an honor society for educators. And she is also a 21st century scholar. You can't help but notice her because she is just be- beautiful. She's got a great soul, um, and you'll you'll see her definitely around. And in fact, I'm told. Uh oh, where's my notes? They're going to be at Cat Cafe. This afternoon at really? one o'clock, the princesses the and cat the Queen's scholar. They will be there today, uh, one o'clock, uh, sharing the story of the Indianapolis 500 and just being there for autographs and pictures.
1: Where is it? Where is the cat I don't cafe? Know. I need to
0: find, You know, I should. I forgot where. You know, I she's
1: it. a perfect example of beauty is not just skin deep. She, she is a really impressive young lady. Oh, she lights uh, up the
2: room. If she just the, lights up the room. She's terrific f- and smart hmm she is. Super smart. There are a few different cat cafes around Indianapolis, but Uh-oh. if it is the Nine Lives Cat Cafe... That's it, that's it, Kyla. Nine yes. Lives Cat, cat, cat mm-hmm. Cafe. Over on Shelby Street, just down the street, uh,
0: Fountain From Square. From U of I?
1: Mm-hmm. okay.
0: Yep. One o'clock, that's where you're going. Again, one more time, Nine Lives Cat
2: Cafe. Yep, Okay. and there are actual cats there. So I guess if you have an allergy... Probably don't go. But (laughs) it's really fun. You can see the cats and the princesses. Okay,
0: there you go. That starts, I believe, at 1 o'clock today. I hope I've got that right. I'm just doing it from memory, and you all know that my memory is not so sharp. Uh, All right, shall we do a little food news? Denny, you ready? Food news. Let's do it.
2: Glorious food. food. Love. (laughs) Uh, Today's National Strawberries and Cream Day.
1: Mm, I didn't know that.
2: (laughs) Now you do. You should go have
1: some. I knew it was at the end of May, but here we Mm. are.
2: A nice little day to celebrate and and have an excuse to eat some strawberries and cream. One of my favorites. Yesterday was Tinker Coffee Cafe's grand opening. You can go check them out. It's over on Market Street, just right down the street from us. Pretty cute little coffee cafe. They have another one over in Fountain Square also. Tinker? Yep. Tinker Coffee, and that, it's a really cute little shop. I recommend going. And then Cheetos, flaming hot, right? Have you I don't ever had like, Cheetos? I
1: don't like hot. Oh, well, you're carbs. not going to like this. All right. Yeah. They, when you say flaming Hot, I, my, my pucker <laughs> string pulled up pretty tight. I,
2: I enjoy the flaming Hot Cheetos more oh, than the regular Cheetos, God. just because it gives a little bit of a kick to it. But these ones, they just announced that they are going to be... Letting, it's called the Cheetos Flamin' Hot Smoky Ghost Pepper Puffs.
0: Oh, my goodness. That'll just blow your head off.
2: Yeah, have fun with that what one. What is
1: the matter with you, girl?
2: Arriving on the <laughs> shelves tomorrow. E
1: <See> many Christmas
2: <laughs> eek. Some easy food news for you. And then again, a Dairy Queen is having their $1 cone for now until July. So if you want to go, just go get a dollar cone. Why Nothing not?
0: better than a vanilla ice cream cone from Dairy Queen. On a beautiful day like this. Just today. the memories pop oh. back at you. That is a delicious, delicious. Can I throw in some food news just Please real do. quick? I just want to mention George. Big George stopped by to see me this week. Uh, Big George is the owner of Giorgio's Pizza and Mama Fofo's Greek Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Best known probably for the Greek islands down on South Meridian and they are kind of having a big celebration to celebrate their 30, I think they're coming into their 37th year Wow! Oh in that spot. Uh, or in downtown Indianapolis. but It was
1: late 80s when they went in there. They were just yeah. south of Shapiro's, I remember. That's and, it. And uh, But that was, that was in the I late 80s know. when that all came about.
0: They were having a big celebration on Tuesday to kind of kick off their 37th year. So love for you to stop by. I'll be there, but there'll be a lot of folks that'll come by. There's some dignitaries stopping by because it's a big deal when somebody has you know, stayed with your city in downtown Indianapolis that's seen so much... You know, good and bad. When you go to the those family restaurants,
1: years, they they welcome you like family. you're from the old neighborhood. It's, it's exactly just very, right. very special. Yeah, um, yeah. B- Big big welcomes, big hellos.
0: And there's nobody like Big George, and nobody loves this community more. I mean, he just is so entrenched in staying in this downtown area. So, again, with his restaurants, uh, George, he brought me a Giorgio's cheese pizza, and you just can't find any if better. If you think
1: the Parthenon is big in, Greek, <laughs> in Greece, you haven't met George. George, yeah. George is the par- Parthenon of pizzas.
0: Yeah. And you know what? George also has a company. And I told him to come back and see us, Denny and Kylan, because he does tours. He takes tours to, uh, to Greek. To Greek, to Greece. Greece. It's the company. Really? is called It's All Greek to Me Tours, I'm and George hosts these tours, and he'll take a group and take you to Greece. And uh, so I thought that'd be kind of fun to have him come in and talk about those tours to Greece. The nice thing about I think about he that says, is, is, is the big is the third most tourist spot in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely, they go
1: sense. from the beach all the way up to the mountains, and beautiful. They'll keep you away from. They'll keep you away from the really touristy spots. Now Athens is cool because of all the archaeology that's there, mm-hmm. but they'll get you out away from there. And and then when you get to see the Greek personalities and the Greek people and who they are and what they're all about. And with a guy like Big George as yeah. your tour guide, oh my gosh, how can you go wrong? So
0: fun. Just I'm, so fun. I'm told
1: that the way they drive the buses there, uh, I just had a, a, f- a friend that came back from there and she said, when you ride in those buses, those bus drivers, she goes, you think the Formula One drivers have, <laughs> have courage. She yeah. goes, they're going down these narrow streets. And she goes, there is not a cat's tail between <laughs> you on either side. Oh and they're, they're fearless. Oh my gosh.
0: It sure would be a great trip. So we'll have George come in a little later on this summer and talk to us about some of those tours that he takes over to, to Greece and and what those tours are like and just kind of talk to us a little bit. Maybe there's like a National Greek Month or something. We'll figure it out. But he'll be back for sure. Uh, did y'all see Martha Stewart on the cover of? Sports I was going to bring
1: that up, but it's a guy stunning. thing. I, no, I don't she's think stunning. so. No, she's I mean she was 81 a... years old. Stunning. Okay. I'm sorry. She's pretty. She's she's okay. But <laughs> I think that that's. I, I'm sorry. I, I that wasn't for me.
2: You should be apologizing, Denny. Look I'm, at her.
1: I know she's. She, you well, know, I'm God bless her. her for being 81. But uh, I'll I don't tell wanna. you what.
0: It was uh, it, this again. Another, another Terry. Would you want to see? Would
1: you want to see your mother in a swimsuit on the cover of? She
0: look. I mean, goodness gracious. I, you know, you know. I know. There's photoshopping, and there, there's there, She's done by the best, and by the best photographers. And but we can't st- keep up with I'm you. I'm used to seeing her in overalls and a, and, a, and a turtleneck and garden gloves. And when I saw her on this cover, I was stunned. Because Are, uh, what she really uh, how how it turned
1: out. I will tell you what, I'll, I'll put this in a different <laughs> Terry, way. Don't
0: become a do you remember? I'm do gonna, you remember I'm when so, Burt? So, remember talking.
1: when Burt Reynolds put the <laughs> well, the racing helmet and he posed in the nude?
0: I, I okay. do. Okay.
1: All right. Would you like to see Burt Reynolds <laughs> as an eighty five year old man? Now he's gone on home to God. But would you I, want to see him with that same thing? No.
0: Oh my! You know what? No. I mean, I'm okay with that. I really am. I. Anyway. But it's
2: not. I don't think. The picture that they chose wasn't super revealing. No. to I mean, no. she has a shawl no. over her. She's well posed. It's nothing too crazy.
0: Eighty-one years old, you all. I mean, eighty-one years mm-hmm. old. It's amazing how well. It's inspiring. Is
1: what gosh, is. Terry? In forty oh, years, Terry, you, you can do, do that. <laughs> No, yeah, that's when I'd you'll be 81 won't. in 40 years I, think I still
0: what. can't put a pair of shorts on so you're never going to get me She's all, again uh, I'm not going to go into it but the Sports oh. Illustrated people are also under fire and it's about a transgender pop star that appears on one of the covers in this month's issue So, or the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue I don't know.
1: Ladies, have a good week.
0: We're not you here have next a great week. week. too. We're not here next week. We'll have the race. Will you thank uh, Janie Forrest? I will. For these fantastic yeah. gifts she brought Kylan and I. Thank you all for joining us today. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. The news is next.
2: like Sunday